0: All right, hey everyone, and welcome to part four, the final part of Money Talks, but can you keep up, right? <laughs> so in part one, we talked about budget, um, budgeting for nonprofits and social enterprises. Part two, we talked about fundraising strategies. So you can go back and look at all these parts, right? Before you look at this one. Um, and in part three, we talked about financial reporting. And today, we're gonna be talking about financial planning and forecasting right so in this series we're going to talk in this last part of the series we're going to discuss how to develop and implement effective financial planning and forecasting strategies for nonprofits and social enterprises this includes identifying and analyzing financial um, trends developing consistency in plans and exploring ways to ensure long-term financial sustainability and sustainability is my word for the year right um because that is the goal for most businesses to get them to sustainably so it's so much my word for the year that yesterday <laughs>
1: was it was yesterday
0: um uh, no yesterday was Thursday so Wednesday I had my monthly um webinar with Urban Awareness, and I actually came up with an acronym for Sustainability. Oh, come on, girl. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I actually came up with a, and I had to share it and share it more than once because people were like, please tell us that acronym again. We like acronyms over here. I'll look for it while we're you know discussing it, and then I'll say it at the end. But yeah, sustainability impact. Those are the blacks that you want to stay into, right? Because that is how you're going to achieve success in your business and elevate to the next level. So if this is your first time catching us, which I hope it's not, and if not, if this is not your first time, or if, even if this is your first time and you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe to my channel and make sure you go over and subscribe to Capacity Central, which is Ty's channel, because, you know, we keep it one hundred over here. We oh, give yeah. you all the information you need. To, yeah, all the information you need to be successful at your nonprofit social enterprise or be a social entrepreneur. So I'm the owner of Impactors Management Group. I help um, social impact businesses to design, build, and fund their social ventures so that they can live the lifestyles they desire and while impacting their communities.
1: And I am Ty Boone, owner of Ty Boone Enterprises. I work mostly with nonprofit organizations, helping them to move from startup and struggle to sustainability and success. And you know what? Sustainability and success go hand in hand. And folks say, you know what? I ain't got no money. I can't sustain. So that's why we're talking about this today. <laughs> because <laughs> when you have to, it, it, you know, jumping in. Some people just jump in blindly, right? And you talk mm-hmm. about the fact that you know today we're talking about planning rejecting and and that's that's so important and we miss it we're like i'm gonna start a business boom i start a business right and it's like but you have not planned for revenue how you're going to generate revenue you haven't planned on you know taking a look at what your expenses look like you haven't looked at whether or not there's even funds available if you're doing grants or you're doing some social calls uh where the funding trends are you know all right. these all this research and analysis that you had that you should do beforehand we're missing a lot of that right mm-hmm. and if you are in that situation it's okay i'm not i'm not here to bash you you can you can go back now and you can take a look and you can and you can get these things in order you know where are the funding trends as they relate to my mission not making up something new mm-hmm. but if my vision is to do you know to to, to pursue or to, to help people who are less fortunate or whatever um what are the trends as it relates to that and how can I position myself to attract funding there? Um, what are the, the different ways I can diversify to bring this in? But plan it strategically. Yeah. And that's what we're not doing. We're just kind of jumping around. So you could mix, you know, you could mix up your funding um, you know, portfolio. Or you can have different ways to bring in money. We're talking about fundraising, you know, there's products and services that you can sell, there's there's things that you do, but Normally, what I see for people who are stram- scrambling is that there's no strategic process to it. It's kind mm-hmm. of random. So I think being able to focus on, you know, what's where the momentum is, where the funding trends are, what your strengths are. So always doing a SWOT for everything. If I know that, hey, I'm just a bum at fundraising. I'm not that good at, you know, corporate sponsorship. I'll, I'll focus most of my, my efforts to fundraising, right? Because if that's where your strengths, even though I'll still do the other stuff, I'm able to divide my effort, you know, into where my strengths are first, and then we'll work on those other things. And I think that that's what a lot of organizations are missing. First, even identifying what your strengths are and where you
0: should go. Right. First. Well, let me interject into that because I can see how that can help, uh, make funders fall into the teacher scenario. Especially mm-hmm. the uh, elementary school teacher scenario, mm-hmm. wherein a lot of times in elementary schools, teachers like a particular subject. We all like a particular subject, right? Mm-hmm. And we're good at that subject, but we're not as strong in the other subject matter areas mm-hmm. so we tend to just teach more to the one that we like that gives us joy and not really mm-hmm. touch the other ones mm-hmm. so then our kids end up to be deficient in that area mm-hmm. because we focus so much on english or math or whatever it is that we like well i don't like science i don't really want to <laughs> know about the history and we don't really teach it in the classroom
1: mm-hmm. and
0: if that's why SWOT analysis is really important, like you said, doing a SWOT, SWOT analysis to find out what your personal strengths are, right, and your weaknesses, right, and how those weaknesses directly um, ref, um, reflect your, your threats and um, your, definitely it affects your threats, right? Mm-hmm. If you have weaknesses, it's going to turn into a threat If in that scenario that I just gave if you don't fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, in some elementary schools, I mean, even though some principals um, frown upon it, and I'm always talking about education, guys, because that's my background, right? Um, so, um, some teachers have learned how to swap it out, right? So, when it's their math block, if they don't like math, that teacher will go into their class and teach math. Mm-hmm. The teacher who has a strength in that subject will come in and teach mm-hmm. whatever, right? Or they'll join their classes together so mm-hmm. that the kids get the, um, the type of education that they actually need to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in the, the um, taking that analogy back into social impact businesses, this is where it goes back to you need to hire. So, mm-hmm. this is why revenue generation is so important right? We're not saying that you have to hire somebody full-time, you have to hire somebody part-time. It can be contractual, but that person comes in, you know, once a month, once a week for a couple of hours and does something for you. But this is why revenue generation is super, super important. Just like this week alone, I think I've spoken to at least 10 people about grant writing and my conversations when it comes to grant, when people um, reach out to me for grant writing, is always, I cannot guarantee you a grant. Mm -hmm. They're not guaranteed. I can guarantee you that I will write you a grant that is fundable, right? That gives you the best chance to be funded by the grantor. But I am not the one distributing the money. I don't know. Some grantors already have who they want to give their money to. And the grant process is just a formality, Mm -hmm. right? So I say that to say this. When we're looking at financial planning, grants is only a percentage of the bucket of monies that you expect to make in that year to create the budget. That's the first thing we talked about. You have to create the budget. That's part of financial planning, right? Mm-hmm. Determining all of the different sources that you're going to have money coming in to the organization. We know about all the expenses. Expenses are just going to be expenses. They're going to be there, right? They're not going mm-hmm. kind to of random. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I didn't know we're gonna
1: going cave in today, so we got to right,
0: pay for right. Pay for it. You know, just like the other day, I came back from vacation and under my kitchen sink was um was leaking. I know like, "What? How?" And I realized <laughs> there was a pipe um loose, and I tried to fix it myself, but I'm no plumber, right? It mm-hmm. just wasn't working. I called a plumber out. Literally, it was just repairing the piece that needs to be screwed on. That was all that needed to be done. That was four hundred dollars. That ain't what you do, right? That's no. what so I had to pay. Him. He was like, "Are you okay with that?" I said, "Dude, I have no I um, recourse, but not to be okay with it because I can't do it myself." I ain't getting on the so I have my, I'm not going to use my kitchen sink at all, or mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pay you the four hundred dollars mm-hmm. because that's what you do. So when you leave, I expect that I will have no leak, <laughs> right? And I can mm-hmm. now utilize my kitchen sink again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but planning, like planning for those rainy days, forecasting what monies can possibly come from different ventures. You know, like if you're not good with fundraising and I, I was just telling people this, um, in my group yesterday, know what you're good at and know what you're not good at. So if you are not a personable person, you don't like people. Mm -hmm. I don't really like people. I keep saying that. Right. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't, but I have learned to be a chameleon for my business so when i am put into social settings i can act like i like people and i can socialize and um and be personable at that point in time when i come home and i close my door i don't even want to talk to people most of the time okay i just like like most of the time i'm zoomed out like I would prefer to get on Zoom and not have to show my face. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk to you if I have to, but I don't want to show my face because that's a whole nother level of interaction. You know what I mean? You but my, I digress. My 13 year old asked me, he's, my Ma, do you have a multiple personality disorder? My daughter says the same thing. She goes, if people only know that your, your chipper voice is a fake voice, they wouldn't because that's not how you talk i'm like I don't know. how you talk you don't know, you know, know that <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> yeah i mean but now you do now you do. now you do not everybody know. knows because we i know right this oh, is not how i speak on, um most cases like my voice is usually not this high this is my youtube voice <laughs> right this is my yeah, present like right everybody has a youtube voice yeah but this <laughs> is not if you heard me talk in real life this amen <laughs> this is not it no. no and i'm usually not this <laughs> smiley either <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> smile. <laughs> okay I, so but just knowing what you don't know right so uh, um or what you don't like to do and making sure that you hire someone to come in and fill those gaps so like one of the things that i have a um a virtual staffing agency. And one of the things that we've been getting hit up for a lot lately is email management. Cause people are like, I can't keep up. I get into my email and it consumes my entire day. Like people are hitting me up saying, Oh, I reached out to you two, three weeks ago. I haven't heard back from you. And that's because they have so much in their, their, um, in their email. So many emails coming in that they can't keep up. So One of the things they realize is, hey, I need email management help, right? So if that's an area I don't like to 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 check my emails either, that's why I have an assistant, right? Because I can go down a rabbit hole with emails, and then I came up with a formula for helping me with that, where I don't check my emails on most days until eleven o'clock, and then I check it again at four o'clock. So if I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not a heart surgeon. So there are no emergencies over here. right? <laughs> so, there are no emergencies. I can't help you if you have an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that's going on with a client, I will check you at 11 and I'll check you again at four, <laughs> you know, so that's, that's kind good. of it. But with financial planning again and forecasting, because I know we're going down a rabbit hole right now, right? So with financial planning and forecasting, it is about, Doing that SWOT analysis, knowing your strengths and the weaknesses, and putting realistic goals together that align with your mission and your values and the potential revenue streams that you can bring into the organization. Mm-hmm. Realistic, and you mentioned earlier, you know about grants. that they're on, they're just a, this
1: small amount of it. People want to put those at the top, and I, you know, a, a lot of times I think people do that because they think that grants are easy and free and readily available. And they're like, I'm just going to get a grant and we're going to take care of this. And then they find out that that's not the thing. And then they get frustrated and want to give up on their businesses because that's not it. On a hierarchy of of funding possibilities, your grant should be at the bottom because they're subjective. Um, You have no control over that. So once they leave your desk or your computer or whatever, they're going to la-la land for somebody who probably doesn't know you to judge you. (laughs) <laughs> right? And, right and and there's competition right you have you have 500 grant applications and we're going to give out three awards and it doesn't really mean that your organization is a wreck it means that hey we ain't got no more money or we already know who we're going to give money to so you want to you want to spend some time and again like you said you might want to you know hire somebody to write grants for you, whatever um but you want to spend some time doing things that you have more control over mm-hmm. like or you know, building relationships so that you could get sponsorships and that you could fundraise. Um, developing products and services that you could sell and you can position
0: because those things are more in your control. Right. I know. Let's so. just reiterate for those people who don't understand that. Being a nonprofit does not mean that you can't generate income. Mm-hmm. That is not true. Whoever told you guys that lie, they lie. Shame <laughs> on them. <laughs> for telling you, We're that. telling stories, right? They yeah, got you know, you have storytelling. We have
1: storytelling yeah. in our in, in social impact business, and we and we have telling stories. So storytelling yeah. is that's a big fable of your impact. <laughs> telling stories is a lie. <laughs> so it's two different things. Storyteller, tell a story. Yeah, that's a lie. Um, yeah. and I, and I think that's where people are lost because they're thinking that they the only thing they could do is get a grant. Is get right? a grant? They're mm-hmm. sold because they're not getting grant funded. Not even understand that, you know, funders want to see diverse revenue streams. Funders wanna see that you know how to make money and that you know how to take care of your programs and services, even if they weren't supporting you. Because mm-hmm. what happens when their grant is gone? Do you fire mm-hmm. your co? Do you not have the program anymore? So they want to know that you are doing some things that are that's gonna move your or
0: sustain your organization with or with yeah. That. yeah. And that's it for me. I don't have any other. Anything else I want to talk about? That's it. Oh,
1: that right. is it.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you guys have any questions, please make sure to drop them in the comment box below. Go on over and like Ty's um, YouTube page. is Capacity Central. Um, she does great interviews over there with people who have gotten millions and millions of dollars <laughs> for their organizations. And you can get some great tips from that. Um, so until next time, guys, bye mm <laughs>